0: What we then have in in Cambodia in particular, and this has happened a number of times, is sex workers later who who are sort of put through these programs or who are, you know, sprung in brothel raids um, that then spend sometimes several days in jail, that when they come out, they kind of say, you know, I'm a sex worker and this is my job. This is what I do so why did you just put me in jail for something that's technically not illegal here? Or, you know, why are you treating me like my pimp controls my mind? Or, you know, why are you constantly harassing me about what I do to make a living in the world? So it's all set up around, yes, this culture of quiet, this forced silencing, where you as a reporter are made to feel that you can't ask any questions. And then what happens with Somali mom, and by the way, I'm working on a an investigative series that looks more deeply into other big untruths that underlie the human trafficking world right now the is that she just lied
1: she well, lied let me back made up
0: stories about her own past in the as a victim of human trafficking for those who don't know who Somali mom is, would you give a brief introduction and talk about? What blew up in her face? Sure. So she um, came to prominence several years ago. I think her book was published in 2006 or 2007, so right at the same time as I was actually starting to spend time in Cambodia. She published a memoir um, about her youth as a victim of human trafficking and her sale. By I believe an uncle or a grandfather, someone who technically wasn't related to her, but she was sort of to believe that he was. Um, she said consistently, raped her, and then through this experience, she entered the sex industry and she experienced a number of um, horrible, you know, horrible things. Um, and then from this, actually, met someone with whom she began an NGO that began trying to work with other victims of human trafficking.